Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take puffy shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week, we finally learned the details of my extensive songwriting career, careful descriptions of Juanita and the two Armenian gentlemen in my Spanish class, and much, much more. Let's go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Welcome, Jordan. Oh, it's great to be here. Welcome. Thanks for that warm welcome. Welcome to my program. Man, it's great to be here. Isn't it great? It's always great to be here. You get to sit on that couch. That's awesome. I sat on that couch uh, and talked into the microphone for the first time recently. Oh, yeah? Earlier this week, this guy, uh, uh, I'm going to do go do San Diego America in Seattle. Okay. Um, and this guy from a radio station in Seattle happened to be in L.A., mm-hmm. was going to do an interview with me. I said, well, you can just do it in my studio if you want. Sure. So I sat on the couch. Wow. He, I gave him. He was, he was in the hot seat. Yeah. That's what, is that what you call the chair? The hot seat? Yeah, I call it the hot seat. That explains why my butt's always so hot while we're recording yeah. this. Because you meant it's it. It's the you temperature it. of the seat. Oh, yeah, sure. Of course. No, yeah. absolutely. The temperature of the seat, you call it the hot seat. Yeah. I follow. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. How did it go? What uh, Did he uh, did he get anything out of you? I get really, I'm really self-conscious in those. When getting interviewed, Yeah. I feel like I don't know whether I'm supposed to talk for a long time or a short time, basically. Yeah. The, uh, I just went and did... Um, I just went and did uh, uh, John Moe's radio program. John Moe was a guest on The Sound of Young America maybe six or six or nine months ago. He wrote a book called Conservatize Me mm-hmm. um, about uh, basically trying to live, trying to seek out a conservative lifestyle because he'd lived his life as a latte-sipping Seattleite, basically. Gotcha. And uh, John has recently got made the host of Weekend America, the uh, American public media program. Okay. And uh, I got invited to do this segment on there. I'll tell you what they do on American public media, Jordan. Yeah. They tape for a half an hour. Mm-hmm. They cut it down to like four, three, four minutes. Sure. But what's weird is... I was making for this particular segment. Sure, for this segment, I I won't say that they do that for all America. I don't think that's what the, Garrison Keillor does. Is this does. the thumbs up, thumbs down? Yeah, exactly. Okay, it, it's uh, good news, no news, bad news. Gotcha. Um, good news, bad news, no news. I I'm semi familiar with this. Okay. David Rakoff is a mainstay on sure, this. Sure, David Rakoff is a regular on there. No, I'm you're sure in he's good company. M- I'm sure he's much, much better than I am. I was on with uh, Yale professor Amy Radford okay. and a gentleman from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Hmm. Um, Real rogues gallery. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Certainly. He, the, yeah. the gentleman from the, uh, the, gentleman from the uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune, I should have mentioned, was uh, legendary train robber Jesse James. Oh, so it really was a rogues gallery. It's nice that he settled into that kind of nice. Well, he's a theater critic. He's a theater career. critic now. Oh, that's good. So he he actually he was telling me. See, he still gets to use his cowboy skills in he, that. He so. was he was here in L.A. checking out Nine to Five the musical, mm. and he he told me he really liked it. He said he was surprised that someone uh, could. I think he I, I think what he the expression he used was uh, strap on Dolly Parton's spurs. 
Yeah. And uh, give that one a ride around the block. It really seems to be something that, um, you know, mothers and daughters can go to together. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Take grandma, too. Three generations of women all in the seats. Be sure to wear red hats. Clapping along. Um, I made <clears throat> a lot of jokes, and you hear it later, and they, at, at one point, they they did that thing where they cut in my punchline mm-hmm. to a different setup. No. I, it was the same general theme, but uh, it, it was the wrong wording, and it didn't, it didn't, it, it didn't made it not funny. Not sure. that it was that funny to begin with. It was very disconcerting, though. Hmm. It really made me feel confused about who I was, <laughs> what my place in the world was. And whether or not you were uh, crazy. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I'm con- reasonably confident that I'm crazy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not a not a thousand percent, but schizophrenia runs in my family. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, you know, there you go. Enjoy that. Thanks. Uh, we have a lot of exciting things coming up on this week's program. Um, we're going to talk about presidents, for example. Okay. Um, what do you mean, okay? I'm I'm responding. I I don't know what we're talking about on this program, so I'm just taking a mental inventory no, of what we're we going to be doing. About, that we were going to talk about this last week, Jordan. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Again, I kind of check out. Yeah. Do you need me to bring in somebody with a stronger love of lifelong learning? Is that what this is about? If you want to, like a community college student, somebody going back to get their uh, get an MBA. How about that? Yeah. Somebody getting a correspondence uh, business administration degree. Is Barbizon still around? Mm, I don't know. The thing, the only problem is, I don't have Juanita's phone number. Hmm. If I had Juanita's phone number, I would call her right now. Yeah. Can you tell me what part? Uh, in what part of the DMV do they wear smocks? I don't know the radiology department. She wears a smock. Okay. She works at the DMV. She's she works at the from Department at the of DMV. Motor Vehicles. She works at the DMV, absolutely. She's a grandmother, by the way. Looks fantastic. Wow. If this is true, and I have no reason to believe that Juanita is lying to me, Jordan. <laughs> she doesn't have any phantom grandkids. She, She's not inventing false grandchildren. She claims to be a grandmother, <laughs> and if she is indeed a grandmother, I'm impressed because she looks great. Yeah. She's obese. <laughs> Jordan, sure. I I'm, assumed she was obese. I'm not trying. It's not my job to sit here. Jordan. But you're saying that she has a kind of a youthful glow. In what way does she look good? What about her looks good to you? She just she's a pretty lady. Sure. She's a you know like in the in the way you're like oh that's a, real, a pretty little symmetrical face. She's very happy. Mm-hmm. She's engaging. She has great skin. Oh, that's important. Uh, very long fingernails. Sure. Um, and a very, very, very becoming smock. Hmm. It says DMV on one side and yeah. Juanita on the other. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's good. What? Why does she wear the smock, though? That's what I was trying to get to. I don't know. Do you think she... They don't test for smog. They don't do smog tests at the DMV. I don't think they do. No. Why do would you, you need a... Yeah, okay. Do you think they have some kind of boiler room? She probably just works in the splash zone. Right. The DMV splash zone. So in in I got gotcha. you. So she needs a smock cuz it dries out faster. Mhm. It's a <laughs> well, high to protect tech her clothes. Is it made out of a polymer? Well, sure, it repels water. A water repellent, not just resistant, repellent. Yeah. It, well, it makes the the water beads on the smock. Beads so on the smock. You're suggesting it's got some kind of a, like a 3M product in there? 
Maybe it's been treated in some I way. I don't know. It's what a duck has. I think that's what a duck has. <laughs> okay, well then that's it. That's why. That's why. That's why uh, 3M is such a big company. Yeah, because they make all those ducks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're the world's world's leading manufacturer of ducks. They don't, Jordan. Hmm. Hold on. I'm not. Look, Jordan. They don't. They do not make. They do not manufacture ducks, Jordan. They just coat ducks in a film. Precisely. That makes the water bead on them. Okay. And they vent, and they sell the film for other stuff. If you want to make water bead on other stuff, like your upholstery, for example, mm-hmm. you spray it on there, and it becomes duck-like. It gains yeah. the proper some of the properties of a duck, like its loyalty. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you, all of a sudden, your sofa mates for life. That's a swan you're thinking of. Ducks just fuck whatever they want to. They do? Yeah, swans. Those are the uh, monogamous birds. Those are the monogamous water birds. Would a duck fuck a swan? Mm, The swan would ask for a serious commitment, and then the duck would lie. But it would do it. Yeah. Well, if the duck was was convincing enough. It's all about how convincing and sincere the duck could appear. Do you think it would move to another... Like a different pond afterwards, or would it hang around? Yeah, and ducks just... don't care. They'll just fly south. There's a reason that duck runs. What if it was fuck, summer? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. There's a new segment on the program, Jordan. Mm -hmm. This is a runaway hit so far. Is it? Inappropriate joke. Yes. Failed joke. Failed joke. No, failed no. joke. I, I contend that all the jokes contained within the failed joke segment are were perfectly reasonable jokes it's to the make fault at the time. Of, it's the fault of the audience. Yeah, absolutely. I, bl- I too, blame the audience, Jordan. Don't, don't yeah. get me wrong here. You Now, last week you had told a joke about James Cameron mm-hmm. in a gathering of teachers. Mm-hmm. Failed miserably. Sure. The only person who laughed was the guy what brung you to the party. Yeah. That's okay. It happens sometimes. Today, I mean, just recently, to me, in Spanish class, I, I told a joke that failed. Okay. It happens to even the best of us. Here's what's going on. Wow, even Jesse Thorne? I know. God, you'd think, you'd think that, because if you listen to this program, you hear all my jokes landing with a crash yeah. uh, of success. <laughs> <laughs> you know? A fiery ball of success. <laughs> They fall out of the sky. Yeah. And land in a vat of success. <laughs> <laughs> and they they die a slow, painful death. And the success... Then go to the heaven of success. <laughs> and then the success pollutes the groundwater. <laughs> poisons what ha- the well. What happens is the success. Su- the success builds up in the eggs of birds in the shells mm-hmm. and then so you can test it in the shells so generation after generation because they eat the things that have been poisoned with the success it builds up in them until they themselves kill over from success that was an example of such a joke that's called successful spring mm-hmm. um anyway so i was in spanish class jordan sure i'm in the spanish class uh uh professor castillo or Professor Castillo, mm-hmm. Professor René Castillo, Ooh. is prone to digression. Okay. 
I would say. And for some reason, he had mentioned that living in California, he had never experienced an earthquake. No, he said, this is what he said. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm not afraid of earthquakes. I've been through earthquakes. I'm afraid of tornadoes. Then someone in the front row said, well, I'm from the Midwest. I've been through tornadoes. I'm not afraid of tornadoes. I'm afraid of earthquakes. Mm -hmm. And then someone said, I'm afraid of fire. Mm -hmm. And then I said, I'm afraid of bears. (laughs) Because I was sick of people listing what they were afraid of while I was trying to learn Spanish. This whole conversation was in English. Let me make that absolutely clear. You weren't learning verbs or verb tenses. This this woman turns her head around to me Mm. and she has this expression on her face that was almost silent film-like in its disdain for the comment that I had just made. <laughs> it was not, it was not, uh, it wasn't specifically that she didn't think it was funny. It was that she thought you were a jerk. No, it wasn't that she thought I was a jerk, nor was it that she thought I was insane. Mm -hmm. It was that she thought there was something wrong with me Hmm. and also had contempt for what was wrong with me. (laughs) Right. It was like she thought I was a... Like whatever disease you had was your fault for getting it. It was like she thought I was a retard and she really hated retards. Gotcha. That's what it was like. And it was so... It was such a slow burn. Maybe some sort of uh, lecherous lifestyle led to you becoming retarded. It was such a slow burn. It It was as though I was consumed by madness... But the madness was a result of syphilis, hmm. which was because I was immoral. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. She gave me this. You this, went to some. Uh, you went to some some less than reputable ports of call. Now she. We should, we should say she was sitting in the section of the Spanish class, which is primarily occupied by native Spanish speakers, <laughs> who are taking <laughs> Spanish one. For whatever reason, <laughs> I do not, I, I don't know why the native Spanish speakers are taking Spanish one, Jordan. Yeah. It's not, it's not mine to know. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Because they will do the exercises. He will call upon them. Sure. To say, for example, you know, 46. Sure. 46. Look, if I was to say, okay. Jesse, here's your options. The dog runs in the park, or the dog ran in the park. We haven't gotten to that yet. Okay. That's you're, ex- okay. That's, you're just saying numbers. We won't. Yeah, we, we'll say a number. We did greetings the other day. Okay. And in the greetings, we say "Hola, hola, cómo estás? Bien, y tú? Mm-hmm. Yo soy un estudiante. Y tú? <laughs> Yo soy." Un estudiante también, because estudiante is the only occupation we know how to say. Gotcha. See what I'm saying? Then two of these Spanish-speaking people would come up with the papers in front of them, with a list of things, but then just have a regular Spanish conversation briefly, then go sit back down, 
as though that was the normalest thing that could possibly happen in a Spanish class. So what are the what would you say what are the what are the groups that are in this class? So you say there's a weird pocket of native Spanish speakers. Okay, there's a there's a pocket there's of native Juanita. Spanish speakers who I assume mm. Like, maybe they have to be full-time students to qualify for financial aid, so they figured gotcha. the easiest t- class they could take it's was... just where you fill in the blank with the, the, the equivalent of the word the. It's really what we're doing in this, in this Spanish class is the equivalent mm. of what you would do in English class in first grade. Sure. Kindergarten, not even first grade. <laughs> we haven't even made it to first grade level academics mm-hmm. in their native language. So that's, that's one group. That's about five to ten. There's these two Armenian guys um, who are unbelievable. I, I look at these two guys, and I can't imagine that they're real people. Mm-hmm. Here's what they're like. They certainly have to be 19, because I figure they have to be... They just have to be old enough to be in a community college. Sure. They must be 18 or 19. 18. I guess they could be 18, right? Okay. They're either 18 or 19 years old. There's no way they're not teenagers. Okay. They're very thin. Um, they w- One of them has a terrible wisp mustache. Mm-hmm. You know the mustache, 18-year-old guy with them. mustache. Yeah, it's, a, yeah. It's, it's horrible. My first mustache. The other one has that, only instead of being a mustache, it's those thin line sideburns that oh, go down your gotcha. chin. Sure. Like tiny beard thing. Mm-hmm. But it's as creepy and wispy as the other guy's mustache. <laughs> yeah. Okay? They have hair. They must put a gallon of L.A. Lux gel <laughs> into their hair every day. Because it is, not only is it rock... It came with the British Knights that they bought. Exactly. It came with the uh, light-up BKs. It's not only... Those are LA lights, but yeah, similar thing. Um, They're not only rock solid, but it it looks as though they just dunked their head into a vat of, I don't know, olive oil. They're they're oily. They look like they are not oily. Specifically, their hair hair is oily, but rock solid. I don't want it. I don't want people to think it's greasy. Mm -hmm. It's it's shiny. It's what it's more like is it's like. Did you ever take like a plastics class at the at the boys club or something? No. uh -uh. Okay. Well, it's like they took their head and dunked it into liquid plastic so as to make it into a paperweight. Okay. That's what it looks like. Sure. And they seriously dress. And I'm. This is something that someone would say hyperbolically to make a point, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Jordan. Mm-hmm. But I please understand that I mean this literally. They dress as though they're auditioning for a Backstreet Boys video. <laughs> the one guy comes in. He's got these jeans, like baggy jeans with. But they like, have like eight pockets on the leg. Yeah, they've got eight pockets on, on the, the leg. Front of the and leg. they have a lot of like detail stitching. Okay. Like things sure. stitched on them, and also they're very light colored. Mm-hmm. They're a very light colored jean as well. He's got on, uh, and they're much too big for him, so they have all these weird folds around the belt line, yeah. uh, which gather under the absurdly oversized belt buckle. Okay. Uh, like rodeo-sized belt <laughs> buckle, seriously, but it's not a rodeo. You know, it's like a pair of tumbling dice or uh, skull and crossbones or something like that. Gotcha. These are very skinny young men. Again, extremely skinny young men. 
the the guy's wearing a black tank top, mm-hmm. you know, like an A-frame undershirt, wife sure. beater, with a white dress shirt over it. It's much too big for him. Sure. Much too big for him. It's got, for some reason, the bottom two buttons are buttoned on this thing, mm-hmm. and the rest is open so as to showcase his giant silver cross that he wears around his neck. Sounds like somebody's got a crush. I do. Jesse, I do. You old I, dog. I wouldn't say, Jordan, I wouldn't say I have a crush. Mm-hmm. But it was more of like just a one-night thing. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just kind of like yeah, know, the opportunity presented getting... itself, and it seemed like I should just, you know, you, know, you only like, live hey, once. You need a ride. He's got a... You got a tricked out Honda Civic, and you it, go to the you go to the hookah bar, and exactly that's exactly what happened. It was it flavored was, hookah goes right to your head, and precisely, precisely. So that's one group of people in the class. There are two white women who sit up in the front row of the class. Mm-hmm. Uh, these two women have to be the most spectacularly awful Spanish speakers <laughs> I've ever. I mean, are these uh, moms or these? These are clearly these are if not ma, if not grandmas then they're mas. Okay. Um, we're looking at I'd say Regma. they're in their Regma. mid to late fifties. Okay. So it could potentially be moms, but uh, who knows? Juanita is a grandma, as it turned out. I yeah. would I would have never guessed. She looks guessed. great. She she Juanita, announced a grandma. I know. Tell me about it. She announced Man. she announced I that she I was a grandma. Him. I thought I could call him. She announced that she was a grandma in class one day, like. I got grandchildren. And then everybody was like, yeah, no way, Juanita. You look too good. That'd be funny if uh, it was just dead quiet before she said that. I'm sure it was dead quiet before <laughs> she said that. And uh, so those two women are, are just baffled. And then you got a lot of your community college students. Woman came up, woman talked to me in Sandwich. Uh, she's got a degree in uh, alternative medicine okay. from an alternative medicine college. And she figured she should take some... Uh, Take some business classes or yeah, something yeah. to fall back on in to case to fall the, back uh... on to get a more credit. She had gone to multimedia school, okay. which is you know computers and stuff. Yeah, but computers, uh, light shows seemed like it wasn't really a thing. Smoke so, machine. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Spanish class is really something. It's really something. But you failed a joke. I've recently, got a joke. I had, yeah, I had a failed joke this week too. Um, there's a lot of uh, swag in my office. People send a lot of swag. We're talking about like an according to, according to Jim Hackysack. Yeah, sure. There's a lot of yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of the TV movie swag. Uh, I have a um, the Mummy uh, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor uh, duffel bag that I've been enjoying lately. Um, and there's actually uh, I, I remember there was there was actually a day where I thought to myself, "Holy Christ, I'm wearing all swag." Really? And that was including my semi-pro commemorative socks and my Balls of Fury commemorative underwear. Wow. And then the rest of it was also swag. Why would you wear those things? Uh, hard to say. You make a good salary. Yeah. They're, I'm sure they're not of quality. The socks are nice. Oh, are they? The socks are like those American apparel socks that I like. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, because it's ironical type based upon yeah, that. yeah, yeah, sure. The, the movie's set in the seventies. tube and, socks. Yeah, yes, I gotcha. Okay, so you were. Uh, I have no ex- no explanation for what I'm wearing yet. Anyways, that's just a side note. Is that right. I've gotten to the point in my life where I can just wear have a swag outfit. Right. Um, I can too, as long as I wear all books. <laughs> right. Which I at at most uh, once or twice a week. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? It's just if the situation calls for it. It's hot out. If I'm going to the library and it's hot outside. Um, anyway, so uh, someone had sent, there I guess is a, a, a shoe or clothing company called Macbeth, Macbeth Footwear. Macbeth Footwear. I had not heard of it. This, is, this sounds like now you're sure this wasn't just a promotion for the Scottish play. Oh, you kind of ruined, ruined my joke. Oh, sorry. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Uh, anyways, so there were some boxes sitting around. They say Macbeth footwear on them. I announced with great vigor, man, they should change that box so it says the Scottish footwear. Nothing. <laughs> no one even looked up from what they were doing. Jordan, just because the other people there weren't high school theater nerds. I assumed they were. <laughs> I assumed that everyone who works with me has been in our town, or at least crewed for our town. I think I think that your problem, it's the same problem as the James Cameron joke last time around. Mm-hmm. You just assume that you're surrounded by uh, comedy dorks all the time. Yeah. Who naturally would know a lot about James Cameron, Cameron's various non-Titanic projects. Sure. Naturally would have been a high school drama nerd. Yeah. Hey, maybe I just don't know my audience. You gotta know your audience. I guess it's like, audience, the, like when the stand-up comedian goes to a new town, you gotta, you know, you gotta do some local color jokes up front. How about that water tower? Sure, right. Sure has been rickety this year. Almost <laughs> fell on old man McGillicuddy's yard. How about that governor? His decisions are questionable. He may, he may be on the take. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't know though. Yeah, I feel like that one was uh, nobody got that. There was no, I don't know. Or if somebody got it, nobody looked up, and it didn't motivate anybody to laughter. Excuse me. A couple up. people threw like a a foot, Nerf football at you. <laughs> yeah, right in the crotch. <laughs> somebody kicked your balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got hit in the balls last week. Yeah, how'd that happen? I was playing basketball, the basket, and somebody oh. stole the basketball from me and clipped me in the balls. I I realized it just been a long time since I'd gotten hit in the balls. Yeah, you do. You don't realize it, but you do a great job on a day to day basis of protecting your balls. Sure. Think of how many times you've accidentally hit yourself in the forehead or slammed your finger in something, and then compare that to the number of times you've hit your balls. I don't know. I feel like I get hit in the balls a lot. Maybe you just have. Maybe your testicles aren't that big. Yeah, you probably you have giant. You have giant, giant balls. Testicles. Yeah. So I'm always I, sitting on them weird or something. I'm talking about on a sliding scale. Sure. I mean, granted, I, you know, I'm I've got sort of grape sized testicles, and you've got baseball sized testicles. Sure. But that's because of a condition, Jordan, mm-hmm. and the condition makes you hyper aware of your testicles. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Mm, so much teasing as a child. Somebody, uh, I was walking home from class the other day, Jordan. Mm-hmm. This woman walks up behind me talking so loudly on her cell phone, I thought she must be insane. Mm-hmm. But this is how I figured out she wasn't insane. It was because she didn't seem angry at all. And I thought if a crazy person was talking that loud, it would be because they were angry. Yeah. This person just doesn't know how to operate a cellular telephone. Sure. So the woman, the woman goes up behind uh it comes up behind me i'm just standing waiting across the street and she just she's yelling at the top of her lungs and she goes but yo that's on you (laughs) you ain't gotta be no pee pants (laughs) (laughs) wait how do you know she sounds that it sounds like an angry 
Sounds like someone peed their pants when they weren't supposed to. <laughs> I'd be pissed off. And they're getting blamed for it? Is yeah. that what you're saying? I don't, I don't <laughs> honestly, Jordan, I don't honestly know. Yeah. You know, it's not my place to know this kind of thing. All I'm saying is, uh, you don't gotta be no pee pants. <laughs> yeah, it sounds angry. She said it so loud, Jordan, yeah. so loud. Okay, well, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, go. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. There are, in each generation, certain iconic performers. Mm -hmm. Artists whose artistry captures the spirit of a generation. Uh, One might say this about Stephen Foster, the the turn-of-the-20th-century songwriter. One might say it about... Louis Armstrong, who defined the terms of jazz music. One might say it about the great Frank Sinatra or Elvis Presley. One might, too, say it about Jordan Morris. This is a segment on Jordan Jesse Go that is almost certainly our most beloved, our most spectacular, our most crowd-pleasing our most heartwarming, our most delightful. It's called Jordan Sings a Song. Jordan, what song will you be singing for us this week? Uh, I'll be singing The Old Gray Mare. The Old Gray Mare, as performed by Jordan Morris. Jordan? The Old Gray Mare, she ain't what she used to be, ain't what she used to be. Ain't what she used to be, the old gray mare. She ain't what she used to be many long years ago. Many long years ago. Many long years ago. (laughs) The old gray mare. She ain't what she used to be many long years ago. Second verse. The old gray mare. She kicked on the wiffle tree. Kicked on the wiffle tree. Kicked on the wiffle tree, the old gray mare, she kicked on the wiffle tree many long years ago. (sighs) It seems like at this, like now, popular songs are about, you know, kind of a big instance or a big feeling or kind of a defining moment or something. Like, it seems like old popular songs could just be kind of an, like a thing that happened, like an everyday occurrence. Spoken like a man who's never kicked on a wiffle tree. Yeah, well, I guess so, maybe. Have you? I, mean, I haven't, but I can't imagine that. It's really something to write home about. Yeah. I wrote six, I kicked on one wiffle tree. Mm-hmm. I wrote six pop songs. Wow. Six huge hits. Hmm. Justin Timberlake did one. Yeah. Maya did one. Tony, Tony, Tony did one. Another Bad Creation did one. Tony Orlando did one. Wow. (laughs) And uh, the sixth and final one was performed by former California Governor Jerry Brown. How about that? Did that hit his career? His singing career didn't didn't really take off. No, it didn't. It was a brief blip between his period where he was, uh, you know, Governor Starchild or whatever, and his second act as, among other things, the mayor of Oakland and now uh, the, our state's attorney general. Hmm. 
Jerry Brown. Good for him, though, huh? Yeah, that, that Whiffle Tree, that one was called Whiffle Tree Rock. <laughs> was there a Whiffle Tree twist? Um, no, there was not a Whiffle Tree twist. There was a Do the Whiffle Tree. Okay. Uh, the Whiffle Tree, that was the ABC, Another Bad Creation song. Oh, was the Justin Timberlake one, Whiffle Tree, or in parentheses, My Baby? <laughs> yeah, it was. Do you remember that one? I do. I didn't know you wrote that. Yeah, a lot of people think Timberland wrote that. Oh. Uh, he did the production. Well, he did some of the production. I'll tell you the truth. Danger Hands did a lot of the production. Oh, boy. He was uncredited. Now, da- now Danger gets credited <laughs> as his new name, Danger. Sure. Um, but it was Timberland who did it, which is why... Which is why there was a verse from Magoo. I did not want Magoo on the song. <laughs> no. But Magoo and Timbo are old friends, and he insisted upon it. My favorite my favorite was the Tony, Tony, Tony one, to tell you the truth, Jordan. Whiffle tree equals penis? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's how P dot E dot N dot I dot S. Oh, yeah. It wasn't just penis. It stood for something, oh, Jordan. okay. Power in everything, nothing is sacred. <laughs> wow. I didn't know the Wiffle Tree was so loaded with symbolism. It was. It was a really cool song. Actually, you know who covered that? And it didn't hit, It didn't make the charts. It was just a deep album cut. Mm-hmm. Terrence Trent Darby. Wow. Yeah, it? on his second album. Hmm. On TTD's second album. Um, and he he's recently been touring with it as under his new name, Sananda Matreya. He now performs with Sananda Matreya. Anyway, just some fun yeah. Whiffle Tree stuff we like to talk about on the show from time to time. I hadn't talked a lot about my songwriting career. Do you I... think you would have more money? Jordan? What? You don't know shit about how the music industry works. I guess not. Sorry, I hear it can be cruel. They suck out your creativity, not to mention your money. You know, it was great, though. Metallica. Yeah, I do love Metallica. They're great. Because they rock. Yeah. They rock, they right? They sure do. They Man. rock consistently. They fucking rock. They do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kurt, Lars. Sure. These guys, they... They rock. Absolutely! We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse. Don't Gale. get me started on new bass player. <laughs> Had to fit that one in, huh? Yeah. (laughs) We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan. Yes. It's important. Podcasting isn't a one-way medium. Okay. This is an interactive medium, Jordan. We're trying to talk to people, find out what they think about the issues of the day. Yeah. This isn't just our mouthpiece for us to sound off on. It's not a saxophone where we vibrate a reed and work various valves in order to generate tones. This is a double saxophone. Two people blowing into separate ends. The breaths hitting in the middle. They vibrate a, 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 reed. a reed there in the center of the saxophone. That Until actually, one person passes out. That's called an oral exciter. Mm-hmm. Hi, Jordan and Jesse. This is Ingrid from Seattle calling to respond to your action item. Um, by nominating uh, 
international movie star and local celebrity Tom Skerritt for president. Uh, the reasons for the nomination are threefold. First, his impressive military record as commander of Top Gun. Number two, his uh, manual dexterity with a flamethrower, even in the cold vacuum of space. And number three, his authority commanding and very doodly mustache. Uh, plus, I think that all spirit for spirit makes a great and pithy uh, campaign slogan. Anyway, thanks a lot. Bye. Did you hear that? While she was a- advocating for the presidency of Tom Skerritt, mm-hmm. she was actually hit by a flamethrower mm-hmm. being wielded by Skerritt <laughs> in the cold vacuum of space. Yeah. And yet, she was unaffected. Wow. At least her tone of voice was unaffected. Sure. Her skin may have been roasted. Yeah. We can't see her. Yeah, but, you know, when you get attacked by Scared, it's one of those things, like, you don't really know it until, uh, like, right. five minutes afterwards. Until he's gone, he's off. It's like getting, off it's to the like next getting conquest. stung by certain kinds of jellyfish. Yeah. Actually, did you... what happens with Scared is he crawls up in your urethra. And he's got these he barbs. Lays his, yeah, he he's lays his barbs. barbed eggs. He barbs his... Does he now his eggs are barbed? Well, most of him is barbed, and yeah, his eggs are barbed. His, his eggs individual are barbed. Yeah, constituent like parts that... are barbed. Yeah, yeah. His well, nurples? he's covered in barbs. Would you say his nurples are bar- barbed? They are two barbs, and his eggs are barbed. <laughs> his shits are barbed. Like anything that comes out of him is covered in like barbs that can be ejected at any time. What about his patella? Yes, it's a kneecap. Mm-hmm. Yes, as I understand it. Also barbed. Can I just run a couple, of, a few parts of Tom Scarrett by you, and you let me know if they're barbed? <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say yes. I mean, I, I, I challenge you to find a non-barbed part of Tom Scarrett, but yeah. Haircut. Haircut. Yes. He goes to a barber. <laughs> we didn't even plan that. We did not plan that. What? Somehow our program has become the jokes are like the level of jokes. <laughs> there would be like a joke book written by Richard Scary. You know, the guy who has the town full yeah, of yeah, earthworms. Yeah, lowly worm, sure. <laughs> he goes to a, a barber. Jesus Christ, Jordan. Hey, Jordan Jesse. This is John from St. Cloud. Uh, got a presidential candidate and and a running mate, and I think it's the perfect choice. And there were uh, two previous Jordan Jesse Go guests. I would have to say, Claude Prodesso, Agno, President, Vice President, Ashcon. I mean, just think about it. He'd be able to take care of the business, nitty-gritty details. Ashcon could be the mouthpiece, and... Come on. I mean, you got a perfect uh, campaign slogan there. Yada da mean. Come on. They, you know, you, when they talk about creating the perfect uh, presidential ticket, they talk about splitting the ticket, right? Right. You talk about splitting the, t- the ticket. That means that, uh, let's say you have a candidate from the Northeast. Sure. Maybe you want to get a Southern candidate to, to balance the ticket, they call Sure, it. sure. I mean, this is, that's, I mean, that's it. You have New York Jew. Right. Persian guy. Right, and he's a converted Jew, so he yeah, covers yeah, yeah. both. Right, right, right. So he covers both your observant Jew community, mm-hmm. and flip side of that, Jordan, he covers people who are questioning, not sure what they're supposed to do, what they're going to do about their religion. Mm-hmm. 
It covers people with and without foreskins because he had one for much of his life and then had it removed when he, knows he converted. What it's sure, sure. So you're covering a lot of bases there. Then you've got R. Curry, the Persian R. Kelly, mm-hmm. as Ashcon has taken to calling himself. That's good. No, it's not. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's right up there when he goes to a barber. I thought I think Barber and R. Curry are both good. So Can you I guess we'll have to agree to disagree on it, this one. Here's the thing, though. Okay. When you're picking a vice presidential candidate, the number one qualification is, is this person ready to step in and be the president right. should something they're happen? A, they're a heartbeat away, I think they say. Let's just they're say a Claude, away from the presidency. Claude Brodesser-Ackner died in a horrible variety speak disaster sure let's say he got uh pegged by a scheme sure uh maybe something went wrong with the laugher net let's say a helmer struck him in the laugher net Mm -hmm. yeah exactly uh maybe maybe at warner's sure um ashcon's not ready to be president yeah it's true he's he's only interested in his playboy lifestyle Mm -hmm. you see what i'm saying jordan he's interested in uh, wine, women, mm-hmm. good times. Yeah. But really, isn't that what the country needs right now? Wine, women, and good times? Yeah, right? It's pretty convincing. Mm-hmm. Well, there are other candidates that have been suggested. Jordan. Okay, let's not... Let's not jump the gun and pick sure. one yet. Hi, you guys. Uh, this is Kevin from Chicago, and um calling about a presidential candidate. Um... Bruce Campbell, because, I mean, he's the man. I mean, you really don't need an argument for that. He just should be president of everything. All right, guys. Bye. No, you need an argument for that. Yeah, I'd like to hear one. You can't just say that Bruce Campbell should be president. Yeah, somebody called in to say Superman should be president. <laughs> president Superman. I like the sound of that. <laughs> president Superman? Jordan? Yeah. Who's running America when Jordan's in his ice ca- when when Superman's in his ice castle? His fortress of solitude. Yes, I believe so. Superman's fine, man. Don't worry about him. George Bush goes to Camp David. Superman goes to the fortress of solitude. How smart is Superman really? Very. Do you think? Don't you think that Superman should be going to cabinet meetings, but instead he's going to be flying around stopping petty criminals? Yeah, it's got to be a tough lifestyle to kick. Exactly. They're like wanting to catch a mugger. Or Precisely, Jordan. Something. Precisely. So, Superman, I'm completely unconvinced about that. In it's fact, just like I'm, how George Bush will just take the day off and ruin a baseball team. I'm convinced about all of this here. I'm unconvinced about all of these candidates so yeah. far. I need to hear some, some more and better candidates first. Bruce Campbell hasn't been like, I don't know. I mean, I see why you would like Bruce Campbell at some point, but he hasn't been holding his own in the like... Semi-ironic, like campy, celebrity, self-conscious. He did some Old Spice commercials. Did he? Yeah, he did, and he's got a new TV show. Huh. He's got a new show on USA, I think. Oh. He's coming out with a movie called Bruce! Exclamation mark. Oh, Bruce. So that's something. Is it like his life story? Um. No, maybe Bruce Campbell is more active than I thought. I'm sorry. Maybe I just haven't been keeping up. Maybe you should pay more attention to Bruce Campbell. I mean, I'm not a Campbellman myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is what his fans call themselves, I presume. Campbellman. Uh, Campbellman, yeah. Well, it uh, depends on the gender. Campbell women. Sure. Um, or Campbell representatives. Sure. For gender neutral. Sorry, political correct a-holes. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, man, I'd love to... How about this? I'd love to tear political correctness a new one. Yeah. Ooh, are you going to go on one of your classic rants, Jesse? Are you going to go on one of your trademark rants? Absolutely. Yeah. Let's call the faggots faggots. (laughs) Right? No, I... I, Let the faggots get married. Just don't shove it in my face. Yeah. Why why do they always got my... Why do they always got their dick in my face? (laughs) I keep sucking their dicks. Pretty good, right? Yeah, that was like that was me just doing like a comedy routine. Mm-hmm. That is from my comedy routine. Do you think it's good? Yeah, I do. Hey, I'm always sucking a dick. Hey, what's this dick in here for? I don't know. That's good. What? Why has it got these bobs on it? Yeah, man, you could. Uh, eh, you're just gunning for a sitcom, though. You know. Yeah. I just I, I hate it when you, you see those comedians and you're character. just like, nah, you're just gunning for your sitcom. You're not you're not in it for the craft if of stand up comedy. That's what you're doing there. Strong character with a strong voice. Yeah. And build a show around that. Look at Roseanne. Yeah, no, that's true. She's got a strong character with a strong voice. You know uh, who I saw do stand up comedy the other day? Uh John Lovitz. It was John Lovitz. Because you invited me. No, I me. invited you to see John Lovitz, but you couldn't come. I couldn't come. I was I was uh, super tired, and it, and it costs a lot of money to go see John Lovitz. Yeah, no, I went to see it at a um, at the Laugh Factory. I live like I live on the same block as the Laugh Factory, but I've never been inside it. I just uh, I just can't stand like it's the one of those things. It's like it's, it's like how you don't. It's like how you want to eat the sausage, but you don't want to see how it's made. Yeah, sure. You know, mm-hmm. you see all the different weird body parts that go into it. No, there's always just a real shady uh, group of people lined up outside the Laugh Factory. Not shady, not like they're they carry knives or something. But it's just, a grown-up version of the, uh, the two Armenian dudes in my yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I want to be absolutely clear. Uh, uh, I don't think that their weird outfits have anything to do with the fact that they're Armenian no. or their absurdity. I, I just the outfits are like weird though. They're super weird so, outfits, yeah, no, and the dudes are definitely Armenian. Yeah, yeah. The, there's the, an Armenian lady in my class who does not does not dress like she's auditioning for a Backstreet Boys video. Yeah, no. There's, there's definitely that. There's definitely a line outside the Laugh Factory that's all, um, you know, people with really uh, out there, um, really outdated clothes just yeah. kind of lined up. A lot of uh, a lot of animal, a print. lot of women who dress like Kelly Bundy. Yes, I saw a lot of people dressed like that outside of a club in Hollywood. I was, I don't spend a lot of time in the Hollywood, you know, late in the evening at sure. club time. Teresa and I were driving back from uh, that A twenty six benefit show. I saw this whole line of people, and that's exactly what I thought. They're all dressed like Kelly Bundy. Yeah, or a guy that Kelly Bundy like would Claudia bring home. Schiffer. Sure, sure. Like what? maybe that's a thing. That might be a thing these days. I don't no, know. The, no. Like the eighties hair been, metal skank look. I don't know. I've been seeing a, a lot more of that kind of tiger stripe that you would see on like a sidelines baseball cap in a football game in nineteen ninety four. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't like know that what that is. No, kind no, of no. fluorescent colored tiger stripe ball cap. Okay. I don't remember what the company was that made those, but there was a company that made those. I've been seeing a lot of that tiger stripe, like a fine tiger stripe, like narrow yeah. tiger stripes. You know what I'm saying? No. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of polka dots, like Kwame the Boy Wonder. Nope. A lot of Kwame nope. the Boy Wonder style <laughs> don't polka dots. I know what any dots. of this is. I've been seeing a lot of backwards pants. Backwards <laughs> pants. Like, I do know what uh, that is. Okay. Um, I, and I hadn't been to like a traditional comedy club in, in years and years and years. And uh, I guess since maybe I uh, since I first did stand-up comedy at Rooster Tea Feathers Cock-a-doodle-doo. in college. 
uh, was the last time I was at a traditional stand-up club, and uh, the the MC of the night, John Lovitz didn't do the whole. He had a, he had an MC in an opening act, and the MC actually seriously did a Pete Rose joke. Uh, wait, now wait, wait. A Pete wait, Rose now, joke. Wait, Jesse. Wait, wait Pete now, Rose. Wait, Pete. Wait, wait, Pete. Pete. Wait, wait now, now, now. Wait, wait now, now. It's amazing what you can do with these yeah. little, uh, these little uh, voice recorders. N- uh, the little uh, keychains you get, like at yeah, the hot yeah, topic. Yeah. That was the Jesse Jordan Jesse Go one. <laughs> Say wait and now. It's really I also two got, of our two of our most famed catchphrases. Wait got, and now. I also got Mr. T. Oh yeah. Um, Here's okay. the. We want to hear the Pete Rose joke. Okay. Now Pete Rose, for those of you who are uh, under the age of 25 and thus don't remember any of this at all. Yeah. Uh, Pete Rose, a baseball legend of the 1970s, played well into the 1980s, then in the late 1980s was the manager, uh, player manager, then later manager, manager of the Cincinnati Reds. Um, Bet against his own, bet bet for his team, uh, bet on his team uh, to win. He was clear about, mm-hmm. but Bet, who was a compulsive gambler, got banned from baseball for life. Let's hear the joke. Uh, so all these, uh, I'm doing it in the, his cadence too, the cadence okay. of the MC. So all these uh, ball players are getting caught for steroids. Roger Clemens saying, I didn't do steroids. Pete Rose is like, I bet you did. Because <laughs> I bet. I bet, yeah. Laughter, but yeah, the audience, the audience loved it, and everyone... Uh, MC, feature comedian, and Lovitz included. Everyone did Michael Jackson jokes. All three. All three did Michael Jackson. jokes. Michael Jackson jokes. Yeah, once some and the MC worked it into a joke about uh, Janet Jackson's wardrobe malfunction. It was weird. Yeah, it was this. It was, and he got to it now, through I'm... like these two. He 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 got through it through these three steps. So it was for some reason acceptable. He's like, so it's football season. I'm not paying much attention this year. Didn't even watch the Super Bowl. How about last year? Janet Jackson's clothes coming off. It's the first time a young boy ever, you know, touched a Jackson. So it was like, you know, he had to tack on three things to be able to make that old Michael Jackson joke. Jesus Christ. He's, He's like, I... Got a great new Michael Jackson joke yeah. three years ago. Mm-hmm. It was three years ago now, right? Mm, uh, yeah, I think so. Three years ago, we were in college when that happened, right? Yeah, this was this was well, this was right after. I remember it was the same Super Bowl as the Super Bowl Shuffle, right? Yeah, nineteen eighty seven, nineteen eighty six, eighty seven. Yeah, yeah. Chicago Bears. Sure. This was like, um, I'm not sure, but I think who was the two people involved? Janet Jackson and Newt Rockney. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what, Newt. Newton Rockney was actually afterwards. It was uh, Tom. Tom Scarrett. (laughs) Tom (laughs) Scarrett. Oh, I remember. It was uh, was Janet Janet Jackson and uh, Andy Kirk and his 12 Clouds of Joy. I'm not sure. I think you're right about Andy Kirk and his 12 Clouds of Joy, but I'm pretty sure it was Andy Kirk and his 12 Clouds of Joy and Kennesaw Mountain Landis. (laughs) You're right. Is that correct? Yeah. That is so weird. Oh, it's Hee Haw. This is a pro- this is a professional comedian. Yeah, this is a professional comedian. Wasn't it just two talking dogs, like two trained talking dogs? No, just they making didn't really, sounds that sounded they didn't like really, human sounds. Yeah. They didn't really talk. It was just you'd say, "What's the you know what's the, how's what's it Rough. like? What's yeah. it like out there?" If you if you lost your job in the Great Depression, rough, rough. Sure. Right? No, no, these were men, grown adult men. 
male dogs. Adult no, no, dogs. No, no, no. These yes. were human human males. Dogs. Tell, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> And Dog John Lovitz uh, was disappointingly a hack, but his mannerisms and his vocal quality were so funny that it, like, I don't know, I was, like, fine watching it. I heard his act is built around uh, him singing songs about Bob Saget being gay. That's his big finale, yeah, as he sits at a piano. And he has a lovely voice. He's, well, he's Sub, a trained he's a trained singer. Is he? Well, he's I, trained I, as a singer. I yeah, it. he's a he's a trained uh, as a I believe a like an opera singer. Yeah, he, he did he did he sang songs about how Bob Saget was gay, and he also did some jokes uh, about this other L.A. comedian Joe Coy. He uh, I guess is an Asian comedian, and he uh, what's his name now? Joe Coy. Never heard of this. I this I I've never seen, but I'm kind of aware that he. Is, you now, know, is, L.A. has a bunch of like you know ethnically themed comedy nights. I hear this is kind of right, this going is around yeah. the comedy, and you know, there's, there's like chopstick and like chocolate Sundays. Yeah, uh, and the, but, you know, I guess Joe Coy has become big via these kind of Asian themed comedy nights. Right. Anyways, and so John Lovett sang some kind of, you know fake racist songs about Joe Coy and then some songs about how Bob Saget is gay but it was it I didn't I mean, well it wasn't funny for a lot of reasons but primary amongst them being neither of those two people were there to hear them would that have made it funny mm, it made it not funny because no one was embarrassed weren't you embarrassed no, I mean, I was embarrassed to be there. So maybe it was funny you were for John Lovitz. for John Lovitz, right? Yeah, and then he thought it was funny <laughs> yeah. that I was so embarrassed for him. But, you know, even though he was so bad, I still maintain that I want him to have, like, that Bill Murray-esque comeback to where he, like, is in incredible movies. And people will realize, but you know, what a compelling performer he is. But isn't he horrible at acting? Is Bill Murray good at acting? I don't know. There's no way. To, just given the, right, given the right director, I think... Uh, Lovitz would you can... would you rather have a Lovitz? Would you rather have John Lovitz have a Bill Murray like comeback or Chevy Chase? Chevy Chase could do it. I think Chevy Chase is good and not ridiculous. I I would love to see it happen to Lovitz. I feel like Lovitz deserves it more. But doesn't Lovitz have like a great career being in, you know, movies starring friends of adam sandler yeah is that a still a genre of movie yeah sure those are still yeah the friends of adam sandler can still get a movie made because i'm cons- i'm just a little concerned that that's going to be superseded by jonah hill movies yeah you know what that's i mean it's coming i mean nothing yeah. against jonah hill a funny guy sure uh yeah no, no, and the um yeah i think the adam sandler friend movie is maybe on the wane but it's got a little while i think do you think let me ask you this question yeah do you think we could scrape up the money to put together a John Lovitz Norm Macdonald vehicle? Wow. That's Maybe, a dream team, right? Like a road trip? Like a buddy road trip? Yeah, oh my gosh. Man. And Lovitz is being weird. Norm Macdonald thinks he's gay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know, though. This seems it seems like this idea that we're coming up with is, is whack. But I, I want to see Lovitz in like, you know, like a Wes Anderson or... um. A uh, or a PT was, or a PT Anderson, but he had his his big moment was in Happiness, wasn't it? He's in Happiness. Oh, is he? I haven't seen that. Yeah, I, I watched some of it and it made me too upset. Yeah, yeah. But uh, his he sings in it and he plays some kind of singing pedophile, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I gotta watch um, that. It's supposed to he's supposed to be quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's quite sad and upsetting hmm. and creepy. And I didn't. I some people think it's funny. I did not. It made me feel bad. 
hmm. about myself. Gotcha. And others. <laughs> sure. Overall, it made me feel bad. <laughs> and the bad. DVD player. Absolutely. Did you see? Did you see Norm Macdonald on uh, the uh, roast of Bob Saget? I did. Absolutely. That was special. That was really good. Uh, for... I, I actually, um, I little inside scoop. A uh, friend of the program, Chris Fairbanks, was actually there. Oh yeah. At the roast, I hear they cut away to him numerous times because I think at that time he was still Comedy Central's Chris Fairbanks. Oh, correct. And um, he said that the laughter that you saw on the telecast was all added. He says when Norm MacDonald was doing that, there was zero laughter in the audience. Wow. They See, they cut in laughter and other shots of the comedians in the audience laughing. He says when Norm MacDonald was doing that, there was no laughter. This is what Norm MacDonald did. For those who didn't see it, and you can see it, I posted it on the Max Fun blog, so if you search for Norm MacDonald on the Max Fun blog, you, you can find it there. He... First of all, while the other comedians were doing their jokes in the roast, he read the newspaper. Mm -hmm. And every so often when they would refer directly to him, he'd look up with a kind of sweet, quizzical look on his face like, you're making fun of me? Why? Or, why have you mentioned me? I'm just sitting here reading the newspaper. Then he came up and he proceeded to, and I don't know if you saw the TV version or the Internet's version, the Internet's version is, was longer than the TV version. I saw both because I saw the roast in a, in a hotel room. Um, and the Internet's version is, I don't know, five or six minutes, a pretty long time, of Norm MacDonald just reading parlor jokes from note cards <laughs> and then just putting the one note card, just parlor jokes, no, notes that he clearly got from Uncle Milty's book <laughs> Private of... joke file. Exactly. I mean, just the most hackneyed jokes, like 1936 jokes, mm -hmm. that you would hear at a stag party hosted like, by yeah. the Seroptimists of... Something you would hear in the Catskills. Uh, not even. I would grade them as lower than that. Okay. I'm going 19... It's 19, The year is 1947. The setting is the Columbus, Missouri uh, Seroptimists Club. Mm -hmm. uh, it's late in the evening and everyone is drunk. He's reading them from these note cards. And that's all he did. Hmm. The entire yeah, time. Yeah. It was one of the most amazing comedy performances I've ever experienced, certainly. It was truly a spectacular experience to view. Yeah. It wasn't anything. All right, so I'm I'm talking to you, P.T. Anderson. I'm talking directly to you, guy who made Sideways. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's try and put down whatever project you're working on. Let's see a, uh, let's see a, let's see a Lovett's McDonald comeback movie. Do you feel do you feel like that's the going to be the venue for the two of them? Uh, well, I mean, if they just make another, I think if Norm... they make an Adam Sandler gross out movie, nobody's going to pay attention. But I think they just need that, you know. I'd like to that see art house acclaim. I'd like to see a movie with Chevy Chase and Norm Macdonald. No, we could because whenever Chevy Chase is on screen in the movie Dirty Work, yeah, I just can't stop laughing. <laughs> it, to me, that is the funniest thing in history. Okay, obviously you're not as pumped on the Lovett's comeback as I am. Can we just all agree that he should make some more episodes of The Critic? I didn't like The Critic that much. Oh, I like yeah. Lovett's on news radio better than I like The Critic. Hmm, okay. But I love Lovett's too. 
I'm not yeah, against this comeback like at all. Like, you sound like you're anti-Lovett's comeback. I am a guy who said that news radio with Lovitz was just as good as news radio with Phil Hartman. Hmm, okay. Well, I have maintained that. Some people will run you up the flagpole for that. I know, because uh, uh, Phil Hartman, God rest his soul, died. Mm-hmm. And it makes me horribly sad, because Phil Hartman was a brilliant genius. But I think you put John Lovitz on that program, throw in a putty from Seinfeld. Sure. You're doing great. Yeah, yeah. It's too bad Patrick Warburton has this extraordinarily rewarding career being on a mediocre but semi-hit sitcom that's going to run for years. Yeah, don't forget voiceover work. Yeah, and he's got that voiceover work. I just love to see if I if I was going to put somebody in a one of those movies, it might be Patrick Warburton. Yeah. What about that? Man, I can't wait till we're star makers. Jordan. Yeah. I've got daddy issues. That's good. That's what he says. Good Warburton. Thanks. It was okay. Your Warburton's better than my Warburton. It's pretty good. Can we hear your Warburton, Jordan? Uh, later in the show. I'll sign off with it. Okay. Well, that's the sound of young America, Jordan, Jesse, go promise. Jordan will sign off mm-hmm. with his Warburton. Do you have more Warburton. calls to listen to? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's do some momentous occasions when we come okay. back in just a second. La, 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 la. Once. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Okay, we ask you, the listening audience, to call in when something momentous happens to you for our segment, Momentous Occasions. The number to call if anything momentous happens to you, by the way, 206-984-4FUN. Unfortunately, we cannot play all of your calls, momentous though they may Mm -hmm. be, because we get too many calls around here, but... We've selected a few this week that I thought were particularly interesting and distinctive, things we'd never heard before. This is one from King Grebo. You know King Grebo, right? I don't know him. From the forum, King Grebo. don't know him personally. Do you know King Grebo from the forum? I do. Okay. Uh, this is one that starts off as a run-of-the-mill momentous occasion, the kind of thing I wouldn't necessarily run. Mm, and does I, it take a startling turn? I felt a little bit bad because I thought, well, King Grebo contributes so much to the forum and to our community. Sure. As Max Funsters, I would hate to not play his call, but, uh, you know, I thought this is something we've done before until the big twist. Mm. Jordan, Jesse, go. It's Robert, a.k.a. King Grebo. A uh, momentous occasion. I just had my first child. And I let him decide his own middle name in a uh, Shogun Assassin style choose between the ball and the sword type thing um, where he had to make a noise in a minute. But I feel very confident in the decision he made for his middle name, which is Fulton and not Favonius, which I really liked. But I like Fulton a lot. Fulton will work. Number one, those aren't names. Sure. So there's a lot of things going on here that Maybe I feel like... they're street names. They might be street names. Like... Left uh, on Fulton? Oh, the names of streets. Left on Favonius? Oh, I thought you suggested they were like uh, gang, gang no, banger like names. Huggy Bear. Like Huggy Bear, or exactly. Juicer. Yeah, sure. Or, you know, Lil Wheezy. Sure. And Fabonius. Say Fabonius? Yeah. Fulronius. There you go. Fulton. Macaronius. Macaronius is what he should have named the kid. Yeah, that's funny. But you know what? Mm-hmm. He can't. He couldn't give him the middle name Macaronius. You know why? Hmm. It's his first name. <laughs> yeah. Macaronius Fulton Grebo. Yeah. Since it gets the kid's name. Congratulations to King yeah, Grebo. Yeah, good right? job. Congratulations. 
Jordan, we should name a kid. Yeah. I, I started to play the next call, but then I had a brainstorm. Why are... <laughs> Someone should let us name their kid. Yeah. If you're willing yeah, to let you us... probably should. It doesn't have to be the first name. Yeah. And we promise we'll pick a cool name. This can be a... You can be some sort of Waldorf school family and give them two middle names. Exactly. I have two middle names. Do you? Yeah. There absolutely. You go. I didn't go to no Waldorf school. I'll tell you that much <laughs> hey. right now. Hey, no. No. I've never even had a Waldorf salad. <laughs> How was that for a barb? It was good. Um, a barb worthy of scarret. <laughs> um, so we want to name something. Yeah. Well, yeah I'd Let's say, name a pet. Let's start with a pet and build our way up to, to a baby. baby's middle yeah. name. Okay? So if you have a pet that we can name... If you have a boat we can christen... We're, we'll pick I a I want to name a boat. Wouldn't that be cool? We can go down to where the boat launches and smash a champagne bottle on it? You know... Uh, boat. Let us name a boat. Jenny from uh, the Boing Boings... Yeah. Uh, she got to name uh, an airplane. Yeah, that's cool. We could name an airplane. I mainly want to name a boat, though. Mm, can boats fly? Some boats can Some fly. Some boats can fly. Some boats can fly. Uh, Peter Pan boat. Yeah. Um, okay, so what? Let's we can, we'll start with a pet. We're willing to start with a pet, right? Yeah, sure. If you got a new pet, we need a pet to name. 206-984-4FUN. We want you to tell us a little bit about this pet what it's like, and maybe, you know, at the end of your message, maybe leave your phone number in case we want to call you and get you on the air to talk, talk, talk through it with you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? A pet. We name a pet, then we'll work our way up to a baby, then we'll move on to a boat, preferably a warship. Yeah. What about then this? a website. What about, uh, what if we got to name like a, like a carrier, like an aircraft carrier? Ooh, that'd be good. That would be nice. Mm -hmm. That would be very nice. What about this? Well, I already got one. Dear Mama. The, the aircraft U carrier. The USS, USS Dear, Dear Mama. It's got a certain ring to yeah, it. Yeah, I like that. It's, got a, it's an expression of your uh, personal joie de vivre. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Hey, what's a... When, when someone says nom de guerre, what are they talking about? Uh, war name. Oh. War name. Yeah. Hmm. Doesn't sound like that's it. Maybe yeah, it is. I might be wrong. I believe that it's a war yeah. name. Yeah. And anyway, like uh, like a samurai would pick his name. Yeah, that's French though. I don't know. Anyways, no, I know samurais are, aren't French, Jordan. You're right. They're Japanese. Like a Tom Skerritt type of situation. Oh yeah. Doesn't even make nah, any sense. Not at even all. a little bit. It was not even a pun. There was nothing. No, there. just there was saying something from there. earlier. But you the were point just is saying something from earlier. That what we want to do is name something. So yeah. if you've got something we can name, two zero six nine eight four four fun is the number to call. We'll name your softball team. Sure, yeah. Fantasy football team. Mm -hmm. It's already too late to name somebody's fantasy football team. Yeah. Fantasy hockey team maybe. Yeah, it's not too late. That's not. A, nobody plays fantasy hockey. It's fantasy everything. Is there? Yeah. My turn turns out my uh, rep at PRI, uh, the woman I talked to at Public Radio International, she's in a death pool. She has her own death pool. Ooh, creepy. I know. It's a it's celebrity a, death pool, right? A, uh, yeah. No. <laughs> no, 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 just no. Hit, it, just pick it's a, a pool in her backyard that she's no, she's like added various pool. piranhas and poisons to that she uses to yeah, kill yeah, people. Yeah. It's like that uh it's like that abattoir mansion in the Chicago World's Fair. Sure. Hi, Jesse and Jordan. This is Andy from Iowa. I just wanted to tell you that I just got married in Wahoo, Nebraska, the home office of David Letterman. And by just, 
I mean, uh, we're driving to the, se- the reception hall right now, not like just in the foyer of the church or just on the way to the honeymoon. Uh, I was going to call you in the foyer of the church, but I didn't have time because we had to start the receiving line. So I guess this is my momentous occasion. Thanks, guys. He feels guilty that he called yeah. us on the way to the reception. I know. And not right after the ceremony. Well, pick it up next time, huh? Uh, Come on, get it, your act together next time, all right? You know what? I'm kind of offended that he feels guilty about that. Because he really should feel guilty that he didn't call us during the ceremony. Yeah. Just to keep us appraised. Sure, just to ask us if we objected. Exactly. Maybe we did. Maybe we have a reason. Well, nobody will know now. Now we have to forever keep our peace. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jordan Jesse, this is Will from Chicago calling in about a momentous occasion. I just experienced the Seinfeld campus tour, a large tour bus full of Seinfeld memorabilia, games, and pictures of Seinfeld memorabilia. I don't know, Jordan. Hmm. I feel like what I learned from listening to this gentleman's call, more than anything else, is that is that, number one, UC Santa Cruz was never the target of major campus tours. And that's a great disappointment to me. Yeah. I feel like I went to college for four years. I was never even experienced one campus tour. I, I led campus tours. No, not campus tours, Jordan. What? Campus tours. Not tours of a campus. Tours that go from campus to campus spreading the word about Nextel. Oh. Hit me on your beep pager. What? That's the slogan of Nextel. Oh, you're talking about like when the Slim Jim party bus rolls up to the quad. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like I never got that. The closest we got was when that one hippie guy bought a school bus and then invited everyone to paint it with egg temperas. Yeah. Oh, a guy was selling pot brownies in the quad once. <laughs> yeah, so that's something. Yeah. One guy was handing out magic mushrooms because he just found a whole bunch of magic mushrooms that his roommate had left behind. Yeah. I don't know. I just wanted a campus tour. So you said MTV2 never brought Chiodos and newfound glory to the dining hall. Precisely. Why didn't we get any of that? Yeah. We didn't get Not now, one Chiodos. And now here I am. I, I live in an urban center far away from influential college consumers. Sure. The best I could hope for is maybe some kind of cool cigarettes tour. Yeah. You know, where they're passing out Newports or something. Mm-hmm. Just mentholated cigarettes is the best I could hope for. Yeah. You know, just something that they're trying to hook the poor on. Yeah. That's all I can hope for, Jordan. That's the best tour I can hope for. Maybe some sort of Haritos tour? Now, if there was a Haritos tour, that'd be a hell of a tour. Mm-hmm. That would be a hell of a tour. But the way I see it, they're probably touring various mansions and stuff. That's classy stuff. It is. That's a classy pop. Mm-hmm. You're talk- I'm, talking about, uh, I'm talking about Jamaica. Yeah. Uh, Watermelon. Guava. Mm-hmm. Uh, mandarina. Mm-hmm. Tamarindo. Yellow. Exactly, Jordan. Exactly. Hey, Jordan, Jesse. Um, I have a great occasion that just happened. Uh, I was walking out of the subway, and I was, I'm on the stairs getting out of the train. That's an ambulance. Um, anyway, so I'm, I'm up the stairs, and there's two guys yelling at each other, and the one who's higher on the stairs kicks and misses the other guy and gets me right in the chest and knocks my Diet Coke out of my hand. And then I turn around because I'm astounded a stranger just kicked me in the chest. And the other guy has a knife. And they're both staring at each other. And I'm, like, in the middle of this. And I just... 
step to the side and finished walking up the stairs, and that was it. I wasn't even done with the Diet Coke either. Wow. I like to have seen the two guys, uh, when that happened, realize the error of their ways. And then turn. Hug. No, I would say just turn around and walk up the stairs as he was walking up the stairs. Yeah. Like, I, no, nah. no problem. Mm-hmm. No problem. Subway stairs, that's a dangerous place to be, Dwayne. Oh, yeah, very steep. The one time I was, I was present for a shooting, it was on, a, it was on the oh, stairs my. of the subway in San Francisco. Mm. You ever, have you ever been around when there was a shooting? Uh, uh, you know, on my, on, you know, on, surprisingly enough, on my block the other day, a bum had a gun drawn on some cops. Really? Yeah. On some cops? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's serious. Yeah, it totally was. Was there a shootout? Was there, was there were there any shots? Fired? No, 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 no shots. Did you see it? I went. No, I, 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 mean, I saw the bum with his gun drawn, and I just went back inside, and then nothing happened. Oh wow! Yeah, you saw the bum. I did see the bum. I saw the gun too. I didn't see the shooting happen because it was behind me and way off to the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when the gun goes off, you, there's this moment in your head where you're like, "Was that a gun shooting?" Mm-hmm. You're like, that's not a gun shooting. Yeah, it couldn't be a gun. And then you're like, oh, fuck. Because the only guns you've ever heard are in Star Wars. Yeah. You just like, expect the Star Wars noise. Well, there's this mo Like, if you when you're in the... When you're in the... Um, in that, then what really happens, you expect the Star Wars noise. So anytime someone uh, hits a cable with a hammer, mm-hmm. you're like, ah, guns are being fired. Oh, no. Stormtroopers. You... It's so weird. You're like, oh, shit. I should do this, whatever you're supposed to do in a gun. You're like, uh... I don't know what that is. You're like, uh, get on the ground? Yeah. Then you feel like you should be crawling somewhere? Yeah. I remember being on the ground. There's guns. There's shots being fired. There was maybe like four or five shots fired total. Mm-hmm. And you're like, should I be crawling? Ricochet? Yeah, and you're like, am I presenting a big target on the ground? Yeah. Is that a problem? Should I ball myself up? Shooting for someone in particular, or is he just shooting random people? It was a drug deal gun bad. Ah. Somebody was running. Somebody was running away from somebody and was running down the stairs into the uh, subway station and got shot in from behind, uh, running down the stairs. And yeah, it's a weird, weird thing. And then, like, how long are you supposed to wait after the shots are done? And what are you supposed to do? Yeah, because I was like, well, are the cops going to want to talk to me? I don't have any special knowledge of the situation. Hmm. Then you're like, should I count the shots? It's really weird. Yeah. It is a really weird thing to be involved in. I'm just glad you shot that bum, Jordan. Yeah, man, me too. He was, I don't know, he just looked weird. He had that kind of uh, something. The shakes. He had the shakes. The bum shakes. He had the bum shakes, and sometimes you got to take that down. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's fine. Kick it out. It's fine. Slam it down. Grape drink. Do the do. Absolutely. Haritos. Mm-hmm. Do the haritos. A basket of fruit in every flavor. Mm-hmm. That's their new slogan. Is I'm it? pitching to them. That's good. I'm pitching A to them. A basket of fruit in every flavor? Right. So every flavor tastes like the same basket of fruit? So you're rendering the different flavors unimportant? I mean, depends on you're how... You're saying m- your slogan's confusing. It depends on how much they run the commercial. Oh, yeah. Because people might be able, still be able to distinguish between the flavors. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's a basket of fruit. There's a basket of fruit in every flavor. Yeah. So the idea is, it's to get across that it's kind of handcrafted. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like a, like if you get a shaker chair. Yeah. 
You know, it's just really finely honed, just like a Haritos. Sure. Haven't you ever seen like a like a um, a hand built furniture with like a dovetail joints? You know, the like a really nice joinery. I haven't seen that. Um, you see, have you seen this like in a drawer? It's got a nice joinery. No. You pull it out and you mm-hmm. say, Haritos. Yeah. A basket of fruit in every flavor. Hmm. I mean... Seems confusing. I'm not... Do you have any more calls? No, we're done. That was... Okay. Okay, well, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. However, this is the opportunity to think about what we can name on your behalf. It doesn't matter what it is. We'd rather have it be something that normally would be named. Right. I don't want you to call in and tell us to name your cellular phone. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I don't want to name anybody's shit. We'll name your car if you're a girl and you're like a little flighty. Yeah, the kind of girl like that would name her car. Girl, we'll name it. Yeah, we'll name a sixteen-year-old girl okay, as you've well. You've got a Roxy sticker on your car. If you have a Roxy sticker on your Volkswagen Jetta, we will name it. Jordan. Yeah. You've only dis- that description really only applies to sixteen-year-old girls in Mission Viejo, California. Oh yeah. You've just yeah, eliminated. Yeah, that might have been that might have been alienating to everyone else. All... That's all the girls in my high school who would name their cars. You know what? One time I drove my cousin's car when she was sixteen. We were visiting Washington D.C. Um, and our car broke down on the side of the road. Teresa and I were were there for the summer. Our car broke down on the side of the road. We borrowed. Uh, my cousin Lydia's car. Mm-hmm. She drove a Jeep Cherokee, mm-hmm. and she had lined the ceiling of the car with pictures of her and her friends. <laughs> I have no idea how she did that. Awesome. Somehow she turned the interior of her Jeep Car- Cherokee into a uh, freshman year dorm room. I had an Operation Ivy sticker on the back of my high school car. Did you really? Yeah, I did. I learned to drive when I was 20. <laughs> Anyway, we'll be back. So you didn't have the opportunity to make any uh, bad car decisions. No, at, at one car point, car decoration decisions. At, at one point, I at one point I may have put a, uh, a Tony 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 bumper sticker on the back of a bus. <laughs> I was just trying to think of stuff yeah. I liked when I was, you gotcha. know, like a teenager. Yeah, I really yeah. like Tony Tony Tony. You. That's weird. No, it's not weird. A lot of people like Tony Tony Tony. Mm. They're from the Bay Area. Okay, well, that would have so been or like, Operation Ivy. That would have been that that song they did with DJ Quick. In my black Chevrolet, come yeah, on, let's get one. down, let's get down, let's get down. Come on, let's get down. Yep. In my black Chevrolet, you know that one. I don't. The Tony 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 song. <laughs> I don't know it. With come DJ. on, I'm the only one who's supposed to sing on the show. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Got some action items for you. Yes. Uh, this is number one. I want to make an announcement. A nice lady called Allison called us from San Francisco uh, to say how much she enjoyed the show. It was one of these really heartfelt uh, calls that we get once in a while. Mm-hmm. Somebody calls in to say how much they enjoy the show, and it's really touching. She said uh, she was new in town, or she didn't have a lot of friends right now, or she was feeling blue. She listened to the show, and it gave her a smile a lot. Yeah. So to her and to other people who sometimes yeah, thanks. No, I've definitely gotten a few of those, a few of those calls and emails and stuff as well. It's really, it's really nice. It's, sometimes yeah, it makes pe- us feel not, not completely stupid. People call in with that kind of call, and I feel bad because we're not going to play it on the air. So then we can't really like, we don't want to really want to spend a lot of time talking about that yeah, on yeah. the air because it's weird. 
But to to Allison and other folks who have called in with that kind of message, we really appreciate it. It's very nice of you um, uh, to call and yeah. say that. So that's thing number one. Thing Thanks. number and if you two. Wonder, and if you wonder whether it's it's creepy to send us a message on MySpace about you enjoying the show, uh, don't worry about it. It's not. Just don't. Just stay away from my pets. Yeah. Just do not fuck with Jordan's pets because Jordan has exotic pets. Mm-hmm. They're very expensive and they can get diseases. Mm-hmm. But thanks. That's what we're saying. Number two, Max FunCon is more than three quarters sold out. So people keep asking me about Max FunCon and when it'll sell out because they're trying to save up money to get their tickets or the whatever. The answer is soon. The answer is kind of soon. So if you, if it's a really big, important priority to you uh, to get a ticket, I would get it sooner rather than later. Um, and some people have asked me to make the deposit first and, and pay the balance uh, in short order. That That is okay under some circumstances. You can email me. But... Um, generally speaking, if you want to come to Max FunCon, you should come soon. Yeah. That's number two. Action items on this week's program. We're still taking presidential candidates. I feel like we haven't, nobody's hit it out of the park yet. Yeah. We haven't gotten the kind of candidate who puts together a really compelling candidacy, uh, someone who comes, who has a fresh voice, you know, um, just a shorthanded, a Harry Anderson-like figure. Sure. Um, nobody that's really, uh, gonna pull a rabbit out of a hat, so to speak. Um, so presidential candidates. Also, we'd like to name something of yours. Oh, who played Darlene on Roseanne? Uh, that should be her, right? Probably. Darlene, the one who played Darlene? Yeah. Is that the one that more than one person played Darlene? It's Becky. I don't want Becky for president. Becky, at least one of the Beckys is, Darlene is on Scrubs the, now. Is Darlene the sister? Darlene is like the, uh, she's always like the mopey kind of goth one. Oh, what she's about the sister? sarcastic. What about the one who played Darlene's sister and she was on the Norm show? Oh, uh um, Lori Metcalf. Lori no, Metcalf. No, yeah. What's was Becky's name? Lori No, um, what is Lori Metcalf's name on Roseanne? Her name's the same no matter where she is. Yeah. She doesn't have certain names under circum circum certain circumstances. No, you're right. Okay. Her name's always Lori Metcalf. Yeah. Jordan, you No, were, I don't think so. Not Lori Metcalf. You're asking some weird stuff. First this thing about a basket of fruit in every flavor. Yeah. And then this? I don't understand what's going on with you, Jordan. Quaaludes. Are you... <laughs> oh, 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 it's ludes. It's ludes. I didn't want to say out loud, is it ludes, look, but... No, I was, I was going to say you should look that up, but we've, this is a long show. We don't this need you going into IMDb, long. finding out who played Darlene on Roseanne. A long show and maybe a little boring, too. Yeah. Maybe not our best show. That's we'll good. We'll be back It was next a really time. good show. It was a really great show. Probably our best show ever. Hey, this Jesse. This is our best show. Hey, Jesse. Great show. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick Warburton. Great show, buddy. Hey, great pa- show. Patrick Warburton, let, well, can I talk to Jordan some more, please? Where'd Hold you up. come from? Hold on, let me get him. Oh, hey, Jesse, I'm back. Did you have a good fr- time with my friend Patrick? I'm. You're on a first-name basis with Patrick Warburton, Jordan? Oh, yeah. You invited him to come here on the show? Briefly, yes. Oh, wow, that was really amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, second action item, we want to name something. Yeah. Uh, we'll do a good job, too. We'll, we'll we'll do a good job. We're not gonna call. We're not gonna call something like butthead or something or butt face. Butt butt. <laughs> yeah. Butt, we butt. might call something. We may butt, call butt. it butt butt. It's possible we call it, but, but unlikely. I would say. Wouldn't you say that? Unlikely. We'll call it butt butt. Fifty fifty. If you'd like us to name something, call it. Call call in. Let us know what it is. And at the end of your call, make sure you give us your phone number in case we want to call you. We, we might or might not want to call you, but yeah. we, we give us your phone number just in case uh, for something we can name and. 
we're taking suggestions for all things that can have names. Mm-hmm. We don't want to name something just because you want to become famous by being on our show. Yeah. It's not a good reason for you to call in and ask us to name your picture frame, your favorite picture frame. Even if it's a digital picture frame, that kind of shows different pictures. Yeah, those are good. That is a good kind of frame. Mm-hmm. So if it's a digital picture frame, a baby, a dog, a vessel of some kind, those are things we will name. Mm-hmm. Something really good like a digital picture frame. Yeah. Shows all the different yeah, pictures. You can name a digital picture frame. Yeah, that would be spectacular. Think about it. 206-984-4FUN. Oh, and if you're in Seattle, uh, remember that uh, the San Diego America is live in Seattle on Saturday. This Saturday? Yeah, this coming Saturday. Oh, wow. Saturday, uh, September 26th or 7th or something like hmm. that. Something like that. Got Who's Dan who? Savage from oh, the Savage Love Cast. That's great. And have Pete, Pete Rothbart from uh, Found Magazine. There's probably some sketch comedy groups from the sketch comedy uh, festival that's there in town there. Great. Maybe the Birthday Boys sure. here in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to gotta drop them a line and ask them. I would do that. Yeah, I like those Birthday Boys. It's good. A, I like those Birthday fun, Boys, too. It's a fun group. Nice guys. When you say it's a fun group, They're not nice group of young men. Yeah. Young men trying to do something for themselves. Sure. Fellas are doing it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Haritos. A basket of fruit in every flavor. Because it's a basket, Jordan. It's woven from reeds. Yeah, it's... I'm, okay, you're right. It's not confusing. 206-984-4-FUN. Uh, our theme music, Love You by the Free Design. Uh, God, this show's so long. Um, we'll see you next time yep. on Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah.